This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, Ellis Pod fans, it's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parking or Austin, sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop off could be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home, and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Rogers is streaking ahead and he's onside. Beautiful play. That is that. What a good shot. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Far post for Shearer. Goal. McLaughlin has it. Oh, deflection. And a goal. Catch to Mitchell. It's another goal. Incredible. Hobble. It's another win for Swindon Town, this time away at Doncaster Rovers, thanks to a Jacob Wakeling strike in the second half. And here to enjoy this very important win is Dan. Hello, Dan. Good evening, Rich. Hello, everyone. I am full of positive thoughts. A week is a long time in football. Indeed it is. And in recent weeks when we've done all right things, be it draws or or the win last week, I've I've provided many yeah, but sort of scenarios. But today... Although you know, there's a few yeah buts in the uh, in the listeners' contributions. This is a this is a positive part, isn't it? Absolutely. I'm. I was reflecting before we came on together. I think Tuesday night's win felt a bit papery over the cracksy, um, but maybe we're not giving Sutton enough credit. Um, whereas today was really accomplished. I think it goes to show you the positive effect on a squad once you do get a win under your belt. And actually, I came away Tuesday night walking back to the car with my friend and said, well, let's let's see what that win does for him. Let's see um, what impact that has up at, at Doncaster. And yeah, today was really polished, really accomplished. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sat here feeling like the season has begun, Rich. We can, we can say that much now. Oh, yes. Okay. Well, there were a few changes from the win against Sutton on Tuesday night. So let's go through the Swindon starting lineup. Solbrin obviously in goal. At the back, you had Blake Tracy and Hutton coming in for Lavinia and Angus McDonald and Clayton in the middle. Reed in the usual position with Darcy and Gladwin just ahead of him and Williams and Shade on the wings with Wakeling coming in for Luke 
Jeff Carr. I said it in the press. I, I sort of suspected this would happen. One, because Jeff Carr, as they've said many times, isn't uh, fully fit. And two, Wakefield made quite an impact even beyond his last minute goal against Sutton. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, let's deal with the forward line first. Um, it's not how I would have gone. And so I'll, I'll happily humble pie there. I think I would have gone Williams, Wakelin, Jeffcott. But um, as Shade showed in the second half, and we'll come on to this later, um, there is a player in there somewhere. And second half Shade was much, much better. Um, working our way back the pitch, um, I think I was expecting Doncaster to be much better than they were. Uh, and that was part of my justification for, um, you know, I, I would have plumped for Khan ahead of Darcy. Uh, I thought that sub helped solidify us on, on Tuesday night after an hour. And then what's the other change? Oh, yes, Lavinia out, presumably injured. Um, there was a bit of talk about that on the on the presser on your pod, Rich. Um, he was going to try and train on Friday and see how he goes. But as it happened, you know, that's probably our strongest area in the whole squad. <laughs> We've got two first-choice right-backs. Hutton showed today he's, um, you know, that competition for places is doing good things for him because I thought he had an excellent game. Um, Lavinier, you know, probably got the higher ceiling ultimately um, with his sort of Premier League academy background. But for now, let's just enjoy them both. <laughs> yeah, and it was good to see, and it was good to see Ellis Iandolo back in the squad. Didn't play today, but on the bench, and oh, I would imagine he'll play on Tuesday against Plymouth in the Papa John's. Yeah, no, really good to get Ellis back. I I thought this might have been one game too soon, but what do I know? Um, I was expecting to see Divine on there instead of Iandolo, but yes, just having that option on the bench who can play left back, can play centre mid. It means you don't need quite so many other defenders on the bench and you know perhaps we'll talk about Brennan and, and Harry's later who've now missed out on the the last few squads but the good thing for all of those mentioned there Iandolo, Devine, Brennan, Harry's you suspect they're all going to start on Tuesday night against Plymouth in the Papa John's Trophy which is it's handy it's a glorified reserves game but yeah getting Iandolo back in the squad it, it's another really good bit of depth actually um I suspect right now he's going to have to be a bit patient because um, Fraser Blake Tracy live and direct um, at left back is doing very well. Um, you know you've got a good player in Khan. He can't get into the midfield. So yeah, it's um I think it does display what we've said on previous pods. This squad is deeper. The options off the bench are better. We we're able to leave out a player of Jeff Cott's quality today and win. So yeah, I'm, I'm starting to see. Let's see things take shape. What was the last pod we did together, Rich? After Palace under 23s? And I think I reflected with you at that point, you know, seven games in all comps. We'd only won one of them. You know, Lindsay's team needed to start taking shape. We needed a couple of wins just to get that bit of pressure off Lindsay's back. And um, yeah, it's probably been a, a very good week for him in that regard. He sounded a relieved man post-match. Yeah, we'll talk about his post-match a bit later. I guess now, before we get really into the uh, into the game itself, is to talk about the players that can't make the bench at the moment. Harry's, yeah. I kind of think he's serving his purpose as a as a squad player. You know, I, I, I don't think he'll be. I mean, he'll be disappointed he's not on the bench at least, but he's in the football league for another year. Yeah. Um, that might sound a bit too uh, 
simplistic and harsh, but um, Brennan will be a different matter, I think. Sheffield Wednesday will certainly have an eye on on this. Call me old school. I like a team to be picked on merit. Um, and at the minute, you're not going to displace Clayton or McDonald um, on form. Uh, they seem to be forming quite a good partnership. We own both of those players as well. Um, the, yeah, and, and ultimately, Brennan has been scuppered rather by the the concussion and then the mismanagement of said uh, concussion. So it's just one of those things. He's going to have to have to wait his turn. If he can put in a big 90 minutes on Tuesday, that'll keep him ticking over. McDonald's just been injured. Baudry does have a checkered injury past. Harry's, you know, with respect, doesn't look that good. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, Brennan's not that far away from getting in. Um, we don't know the severity of McDonald's injury. Um, so, yeah, it's a good time to have a good game on Tuesday night. And that is exactly why you have squads. That's why you have competition. You know, just because Brennan's come from, you know, a club you play at Hillsborough doesn't mean he, he has a divine right to walk into to Swindon Town's team. OK, the game then. So I didn't see this. I was in Laycock, then stuck in traffic. Uh, but you saw it from the Chateau. So talk me through the opening exchanges of this game. Yeah, it's um, and this kind of goes for the whole first half, really. Um, Swindon, very comfortable in the ball, dominating the ball. Doncaster sat off, not pressing us in the slightest. Um, but it didn't lead to a first half full of chances. Um, some of my my early reflections, um, was a couple of occasions in the first sort of 15, uh, 20 minutes where Wakelin was very active in closing down the keepers, um, which he didn't necessarily get a block in, but the sort of the hurried clearance uh, sort of went straight to Swindon players and, and we didn't quite capitalise on either opportunity. Um, Tommy Shade was probably the only player you could look at in those early exchanges and say wasn't doing particularly well on that first half showing, and particularly in the first half of the first half. He looked like a player really lacking confidence, some poor first touches, some poor choices of, of what to do with the ball straight after. But, you know, when we come on to the second half, that we're gonna we're gonna flip reverse that on Shade. Um the other notable thing early doors was the the injury to McDonald. Um, so it, it, it didn't happen in a tackle. Uh, from what Lindsay said post-match, he's just feeling something above the knee, which was hampering him, been brought off uh, as a precautionary measure. So on came the reliable Matthew Baudry and Ben Gladwin resumed the role of uh, skipper for the rest of the match um, on his 100th start for Swindon Town. Um, so well done, Ben. Welcome to the Hundred Club. Um, yeah, the other the other curious thing that sort of broke the half up um, was a, an unfortunate medical emergency in the the home end. So the game stopped for two or three minutes while that that person um, got some medical attention. Let's hope nothing bad came of that and the, and the person's all right. So from everyone at the Alice Pod, uh, get well soon. Um, yeah, so it wasn't until probably half hour on the clock that we had um, something you could call a chance, all despite playing quite nicely and looking very accomplished on the ball. Um, this came from a, a Jake Wakelin sort of tackle, tracking back, really good tackle. Um, came to read 
uh, a couple of passes later on the edge of the box. And it's really screaming out for Reed to pull the trigger. Um, but he sort of passed the buck on to Darcy to his right, right edge of the box. Um, and his shot was blocked out for a corner. That that was a good chance. I think if he had his time again, I think Reed Reed should have shot. Um, but yeah, it was um quiet start to the game, despite Swindon dominating the ball. Probably the biggest feature was the lack of anything really from Doncaster, our hosts. You know, a team who've come down from League One, probably have ambitions to get promoted. It was a really limp, limp home performance. Plenty to take from from that. So We'll start with Angus McDonald, mm-hmm. who came into what well, came to the club with uh, not many games last season and was short of match fitness. And he's sort of got through these games, probably sort of shouldn't be playing the full 90 minutes, but has needed to out of necessity. And he's pulled up here. I always feel a little bit nervous when, when Scott Lindsay says precautionary, because precautionary normally leads to a long time out. Do you think that Brennan or Baudry or whoever will make an impact? Because for all the naysayers that McDonald has, we've been quite good in terms of, you know, not conceding. Sutton being one that we were unhappy with, you know, because yeah. of the way we were conceding goals. And then after that, really, it's only the first day of the season where it's bad. So is this is this is this a big loss? If he's out for, for a while? Well, just to be clear, I, I like McDonald. The man can defend, so um, that's fine by me. Uh, I thought second half against Sutton in particular, he headed and kicked everything, got got involved in a bit of aggro with some of the Sutton players. I quite like that in a captain, a bit of fire in the belly. Um, so he looks like a man who probably took a few games um, to get his feet under the table, get used to the squad. Um, but I, I, I think he's playing quite well. And actually, in the first 18, 19 minutes that he was on the pitch, um, he he did some nice passing. Um, and he didn't have a heck of a lot of defending to do. Um, in terms of who would come in, I think Baudry, as he showed today, is a, is a really safe bet. Uh, that sort of ticks that experience box next to Clayton. Um, Brennan, you know, as we've already said, he's probably going to get a chance along with Harry's on Tuesday night to impress. So no, I suppose you can't rule out Brennan and and Baudry does have a bit of a checkered injury past so yeah we'll see. Yeah congratulations to Ben Gladwin on his 100th start for Swindon it's been a long journey goodness me I wonder what the uh the longest spell with the club or the longest time it's taken for a player to hit 100 games or reach 100 games. Wow the other guy is probably in the squad on the bench today. Yeah (laughs) yeah well December tenth, twenty thirteen, is when uh, when Ben Gladwin made his debut for Swindon. Uh, I was there actually. It was in the Johnson's Paint Trophy Southern Section semi final, uh, a penalty victory against Stevenage. I was there um, too. Yeah, yeah. Only only three thousand. Well, I say only three thousand eight hundred. Yeah. It's a good crowd for these days. They kill for that, wouldn't they? But. Yeah, a Michael Doughty Stevenage side. Um, just, just, I, I remember it was, we were dominant for the whole game and then they equalised with about 10 minutes to go. And Who then was it went the straight striker who scored for them? He was all... Zocco. Zocco, Zocco, Zocco yeah, yeah. He, yeah. He was knocking about for years, wasn't he? Around. Well, they had players like Luke Freeman, you know, former Swindon Town man, Ben Chorley. He mm-hmm. was in the, uh, he was in the Stevenage lineup that day. Um, but looking at our lineup, we had Ryan Mason. <laughs> Matt yeah. Luongo, Alex Pritchard. Um, so, yeah. God, imagine putting bad. that side out in the Papa John's now. There'd be uproar. Yeah. <laughs> and can you remember who the three uh, 
penalty takers for Swindon that were that day? Uh, I'm just going to fire some names in that were fun names. Go Mohamed Al Gabas. Correct. Oh yes. Um, Mason would have took one, right? No. Oh, uh, Pritch. Pritchard. Yeah, Pritchard got one, and then it was Al Gabas, and then the third. Uh, da, 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 da. Who else would have been on the pitch? Who's midfielder, take... centre midfielder, came on as a sub. Um, he's recently sort of retired from pro football. Oh. I think. Yasir Kazim. Yes, sir. Our future manager. There we go. Our future manager, indeed. Man, imagine that. Look at this. What a, what a tangent. Um, apologies, everyone. I enjoy we'll go tangents. and get a lovely win. Oh, yes. We get a lovely win at Doncaster. And we're talking about a game in December mm. 2013. Outrageous. Okay. So, in terms of Doncaster, and I'm always told that, you know, football is is, is between two sides and we don't really talk about the the opposition that much. Um, we discussed in the presser that they're not going through a great time at the moment, having started, having yeah. having almost a perfect summer. I think they won all but one of their preseason games and the other one was a draw. And they had drawn or won all of their games leading to the last two fixtures and now last three, and they lost them back to back. They're one of these teams in League Two where I sort of judge a side without knowing much about them. I judge them by their squad. And there's plenty of players in there that I've heard of. Rashawn mm-hmm. Williams, Carl Noyle, who got... LS Pod's first ever player of the year. Tommy Rowe, Adam Clayton, Lee Tomlin, John Taylor, George Miller. All experienced players, but they are stuttering. Yes. Um, experience doesn't necessarily equal footballing excellence. Um, no. Well, just from my one look at them today, really noticeable lack of pace in their side. They are quite old. These players yeah. that we, we name there, Clayton Tomlin. Yeah, age is not your friend, and they're probably on decent money as well, um, which isn't great for the uh, the Doncaster balance sheet. But yeah, Lee Tomlin playing in behind Miller, you know, that was quite an easy afternoon for Louis Reed um, to skirt around them as we're playing out from the back. Miller, yeah, he enjoys getting beat by Swindon Town. I mean, Warsaw got beat by us three times last year, and we've beaten them today as well. So George Miller. Doesn't enjoy playing sort of time. Um, I'm glad of that. Um, but yeah, just oh, other places around the pitch. You know, probably their most influential players, Clayton in midfield, but he didn't do a lot to hurt. Yeah, and and Molyneux sort of cutting in off one of the wings. He did well for Hartlepool last year, didn't he? But yeah, real lack of pace, lack of dynamism, and age not on their side. So no, it's it's very hard to fancy. Doncaster on that evidence and the other thing to say you know all right there were 632 Swindon fans in which is a very good effort by the way well done everyone but the sort of 6,000 Doncaster fans that were in it was quiet and you only really heard from them uh, probably five ten minutes to go passes start being over here or going out for throw-ins down the line and a few rumbles of discontent but no not a scary place to go the keep mate no and and it really should be. And it's dawning on me that this division maybe orient aside who, you know, we're the only team to take a point from mm-hmm. so far this season after nine games that, you know, okay, we've not played Bradford and a few of the teams and Barrow have had a wonderful start to the season. There's no one really to fear. If we just sort ourselves out and worry about ourselves and focus on ourselves, then there's points to be won. Absolutely. And actually, I, I referred to it earlier, maybe we didn't give Sutton quite enough credit on um, Tuesday just gone. Um, certainly going forward, they broke with pace and had some fairly good options up front. So yeah, maybe the teams I've seen 
Sutton made us look the most ordinary at the back, but Doncaster certainly the limpest going forward. Even Gillingham hit a post with uh, with ten men. So yeah, but um, yeah, just just while we're talking about shutting teams out, uh, and you mentioned earlier about the sort of swinging defence and McDonald, that is our fourth clean sheet out of nine league games today. Uh, we've only conceded eight in nine and five in the last eight conceded. So um, Scott Lindsay probably rightly got a bit of lens on him last year as the sort of nominated defensive coach. Um, things are tightening up, you know, 10, nine or 10 games in the league gives you a fairly good sample of, of where you're at. Um, yeah, certainly nothing to be afraid of in this league. Um, and compared to the, the Ben Garner squad of last year, who were highly, highly reliant on Tari Simpson um, pre-Christmas, this Swindon frontline does have better options. And there's a couple of guys yet to come back in, Hepburn Murphy and Adeloye. So, yeah, you know, I'm feeling positive. <laughs> things are starting to things are starting to take shape. I'm, I'm, you know, you shouldn't get too high nor too low, but no, it's it's formative. It's it's you've got a sense that we're getting somewhere. The way that we played today, it looked much more. You know, the it's the most cohesive team performance that we've seen. Um, yeah, no, but again, shouldn't go over the top with this, but. It's a really positive sign for the season. Exactly, a slower first half as we've seen this season yeah. in terms of in terms of action. You know, even following it, not many updates. Um, usually, we're quite quick. You know, to to get going and have an early chance, what have you. It, it didn't happen in the first half. So, what changed in the second half? Well, funnily enough, I said to my friend Keith, who I was watching with in the chateau, um, "You rarely get two halves like that." Um, so, this half will be much more watchable. I'm happy to be right. <laughs> um, <laughs> what changed? I think Doncaster looked like they'd had a bit of a talent off. They actually, in the first minute of the second half, probably had their best moment of the whole match. Um, a query penalty shout. Um, and watching it live, it was hard not to think Matthew Baudry was probably guilty of a foul and may have picked up his second yellow card. But um, this was a sort of tomling cross on the right. Um, Taylor bursting through. And I think, yeah, again, I was really worried watching it live. I thought penalty and my head straight away went to, oh no, Baudry's on a yellow. But on the replay, I think the referees got that absolutely spot on. So well done, the referees. We give you enough stick. But that was a very good, strong decision. Um, and yeah, following that, we had a, a good burst over 10 minutes of um, some lovely Swindon playing some good chances, which unless you've got anything you want to come in on, Rich, I'll, I'll, I'll talk you through. No, just uh, well done, Mr. Breakspear. I know he gets uh, a fair bit of stick, uh, doesn't he? If you've heard of them, yeah. it's not necessarily at this level because they're, they're highly rated. <laughs> so uh, Breakspear made the right decision. I'm sure if I had a dip into the world of Doncaster Rovers, they might say it a bit differently. But um, yeah, fire away. Yeah, so... Um, Couple of couple of efforts for for Darcy, who who started the half really strongly. Um, first one was probably the good chance. Um, took a deflection on the way through to the keeper. The keeper wrong footed, um, managed to get something on it, uh, deflecting it out for a corner. 
Um, it's one of those that easily could have just, you know, sat the keeper on the floor and dribbled into the the other corner. Um, from the resulting corner, sort of ball came out and actually Darcy shortly afterwards hit a, a sort of stinging, dip-in shot from distance, probably a, a yard or two over. But sort of already in those three minutes, just with the query penalty shout, the couple of Darcy shots, more had happened in the whole three minutes than had happened in, in the first half, which was really refreshing. Um, Tyree Shade, uh, we've touched on it already, looked like a man transformed in the second half. All of the things he didn't do in the first half, he started doing in the second. He started gathering the ball and straight away looking forward, taking men on, cutting in from the left on his right foot. And in the 54th minute, he forced the keeper into a, a one-handed save low down, uh, which went out for a corner. Um, so, yeah, where do you stand on Shade, Rich? Because I was at half time, I, I think I would have been taking him off and bringing Luke Jeffcott on. He was that innocuous. Whereas, as it played out in the second half, what you see there is, you know, a really promising developing winger. And he did things that wingers should do. So, how can someone flip between those two extremes in the one match? Ah, just nature of the beast, isn't it? I mean, we've we've seen this all season from Shade. Moments of real promise followed by sort of disappearing. And he, he is getting better, isn't he? He is yeah. sort of showing his ability in longer spells. And um, that's why Lindsay's got to stick with him a little bit because he is not going to thrive off 10-minute, 15-minute cameos. He's not going to make an impact. If we're saying as as a unit, we, we need to give them a chance to gel and and get going, then that has to apply to Shade too. The formation change from 3-5-2, where I think the pre-season plan was for Shade to be the right wing back, sort of competing with Hutton. Um, and the formation change to the, the sort of 4-3-3 we've been playing consistently with for the last sort of month or so now. I, I didn't expect that to benefit Shade. Um, that's what most of us had McCurdy penciled in at right wing thinking Wakelin's got left foot, he'll probably be left wing. We're looking to bring in another striker, Jeff Carr, he'll probably play through the middle. But yeah, Shade is, I think, having a better time of it because he's in a front three. Less dependence on him to defend. Um, that's not saying he can't do the defensive work when we haven't got the ball. He sort of slots in at left midfield, left wing. Um, so yeah, I, I actually think the formation change has benefited him. It's got him a bit higher up the pitch. That's where you want wingers doing their work I'm not convinced he is a, a wing back I think his career will be spent higher up the pitch like we're seeing now yeah yeah agreed agreed yeah. so happily um, I'm going to tell you about a Doncaster chance 55 minutes in uh, and then I'm going to talk to you about an excellent goal um, so yeah we have 55 minutes left wing cross from Tom Lynn um, you know moment of danger as uh, Miller sort of got on the end of one and there's a outstretched leg or head from a, a Swindon defender, which kind of helped it over the bar. Bryn had the effort covered, but that, that led to a, a Doncaster corner, which, you know, a couple of block shots and then a, a sort of scuffed effort straight at Bryn by Tomlin. But um, pretty much a minute or so later, Swindon went up the other end. Um, I think go way back in the move. I think it was a Johnny Williams sliding tackle. Um, which got the move going. Uh, you know, lots of good passing on the edge of the Doncaster box. Out to Hutton. 
Nice crossing. Rashawn Williams, who doesn't look a good player, I'm going to say. The big number six at the back. He reminded me of the Carlisle centre-half last year, who was a bit of a car crash. Was that Donald Simeu or someone like that? Oh, the Southampton kid, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Rashawn Williams, not great. He sort of awkwardly fied it um, away. Um, ben Gladwin, sharp as attack, um, came in, touch, and then a lovely improvised kind of hooked cross, almost instinctively knowing where Jake Wakelin would be. And um, Jakey Wakey with a very sort of McCurdy-esque finish near post. Flick into the back post, using the pace on the oh, ball. Oh, this is turning into a Wakeling-esque finish now, surely. <laughs> well, no, I mean, well, McCurdy's still fresh in the mind. Um, and it was a lovely, lovely finish. Um, I want to talk about Wakeling because here is this young lad we got from Leicester City. Um, none of us had heard of him, let's be honest. Four games for Barry last year, no goals. I'd done a bit in the under-23s, but who hasn't, frankly? Um but yeah, that the headed finish on Tuesday night and the finish today were signs to me that Jake Wakeling could fall into the natural finisher bracket because there were two excellent finishes, both reliant on a bit of movement and then deft touches, one with his head, one with his right foot, his weaker foot. And yeah, I would say the signs are very, very promising indeed. And the sort of the foundation of Wakelin, I think the reason why he's so ruddy likable, even if he wasn't scoring, is the is the hard work, the pace, the endeavour. So, yeah, I mean, without going over the top, here we are, four goals this season for Jake Wakelin. We've lost McCurdy. You, you know, we've brought in arguably someone much more experienced, uh, played at a higher level in Jeffcott, and for now, he's keeping him out of the team. So. Yeah, huge, huge well done to, to Wakely. It was excellent finish. And, you know, probably his only chance of the game and he, and he's put it in the net. So, you know, Sam Park going to be proud of that. <laughs> oh, yes. Not enough mentions of Super Sam. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's great that he's he's taking his chances when they do when they do pop up because how we need them, don't we? We need these sort of moments because when you compare this game with other draws that we've had we were kind of sleepwalking into another point mm-hmm. until this moment weren't we yeah and you know never a truer thing said goal scorers change games and they change seasons so um what a week it's been his birthday as well <laughs> oh well happy birthday jake wakelin yeah. yeah and also i guess the most important thing in terms of the game itself is this was just happening as doncaster were enjoying their best part of the game too wasn't it yeah i, I listened to what Gary McSheffrey said post-match. Um, he's got lovely hair, Gary McSheffrey, like uh, he always did. Um, yeah, so it, you're right. It just kind of killed a tiny bit of momentum they they were building. Um, I wouldn't say they were hammering the door down, nothing like that. But um, happily, you know, it seemed to spur us on to further chances. We had a um, sort of long driving run across the pitch from Williams, who fed shade. He curled a, a shot. Over not not a million miles over. Um, Tom Clayton needs a big pat on the back. Um, Sixty three minutes, super tackle to deny Miller. And I, I can't quite work out why Miller hadn't pulled the trigger before 
Clayton got to it just didn't quite sit for him, but that had sort of come from not a lot really. But yeah, super tackle from Clayton. He's another one who's quietly having a very good season. Looks an excellent bit of business. But yeah, um following that, um Johnny Williams sort of trying to bag goal of the season. Um dip in volley from a good 30, 35 yards and excellent save by Mitchell actually tip it over the bar. Um and that was an excellent way to go into uh, a minute's applause for Queen Elizabeth II, RIP. I see Man City Wolves actually stopped the game and even the players were clapping. But uh, wow. not to be at the keep moat, um, the, the crowd clapped. Um, yeah, from there, you kind of, well, I was anyway, watching on telly, you're thinking, right, there's got to be a bit of a Doncaster head of steam at some point. We're only 1-0 up. Missed a couple of chances for... For two 0 but the head of steam never came. There was a a Molyneux free kick from distance, which Bryn comfortably pushed wide. Um, in that same passage, about a minute later, there was a almost a freak assist from Louis Reed at the wrong end, where um, he firmly hit a clearance into one of his own men, and it turned into a, across a across the Swindon goal, and a bit of a scramble followed, and and Bryn gathered. Um, but yeah, aside from a, a bit of a chance for Jeff Cott on about 80th minute, um, fed by Blake Tracy, he'd sort of driven inside, nothing happened. Um, there was no great Ted esteem. There was no Doncaster pressure. Quite often, you know, Swindon without the ball had uh, 11 men behind it, but Donny was sort of intent to knock it sideways between themselves on the halfway line. There was a real lack of urgency, which would have massively frustrated me if it had been Swindon 1-0 down at that point. Um, and yeah, stoppage time came and went only three minutes uh, and a tame shot at Bryn um, late on, straight at him, middle of the goal. Easy save and um, Swindon back to three points. Three three minutes injury time in the second half in modern oh, times. Golden, basically. Yeah. Basically, nothing happened other than maybe Johnny Williams is uh, messing around with the ball when we scored, <laughs> <laughs> which took about five pro. seconds of time. Of course, he is. of course he is. Uh, Jeff Cott came on um, mm-hmm. for Darcy, didn't he? And, yeah, I, I like uh, that change. It was positive, positive change. During the game, I was like, God, they haven't gone two up front, have they? Because the one thing I didn't want Swindon to do was to concede with two up front after all the talk about it over the last weeks. But he, he was just behind uh, Wakeling, wasn't he? Yeah, so um, Williams uh, definitely retreated a bit deeper into the pitch. Wakeling, yeah, it's got centre, bit of left bias. Um, Jeff Cott, you know, putting a good shift, as you'd expect from someone coming on fresh. Um, yeah, his, his his lack of fitness is a, a funny one, really. Um, maybe he's just not that fit a bloke. He's not had an injury this season that I've heard of. Um, he's been in and around the Plymouth squad. Played in 90 minutes in pre-season that he referenced on a recent interview. So, yeah, he's kind of costing himself minutes here. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's a good player not to have in the team. It's um, sort of reflective of, as I said earlier, where the squad has got deeper, for sure. You know, you can't play Tuesday because it's against his parent club, obviously. But um, I suspect... Oh, what would you do at Grimsby? We've got Williams away, so I suspect there is room for... 
for Jeff Cott, isn't there? Jeff Cott will, will play against Grimsby. Yeah, MacDonald out, maybe. Uh, maybe no Lavinier. It sounds like he's he's back. MacDonald might be back. Williams out. So good opportunity in midweek, surely, to um, give minutes to players. Absolutely. And the one I'm really looking forward to seeing is, um, is young Morgan Roberts from Banbury United, who has himself a squad number. He's sat on a couple of benches. Um, yeah, I hope he gets sort of 80, 90 minutes. Uh, in the week, and we get to see hopefully a, a very exciting young young winger that we signed from non-league. I, I always like a plump from like a uh, sorry plump. Um, he's not plump. I'm sure he's very skinny. Um, I like a pluck from non-league. Um, there's sort of a little bit of romanticism about those kind of signings. I, I want him to be good. Come on, Morgan, show us what you got. <laughs> indeed, indeed, indeed. And there we go. Um... Three more points, which is fantastic. Swindon have now jumped from 14th to 11th, which is great. And we play Grimsby next Saturday. Let's go to the Talk of the Town interview post-game with mm-hmm. BBC Radio Wiltshire. What did Lindsay say post-game? So um, it started on a very nice line, actually. It's a question from Halls about you know, what's your favourite part of that win and um, sort of Bashfully, Lindsay kind of uh, sort of said the crowd singing my name. So, yes, yeah, week is a long time in football for sure. Um, what was it? Two two the other night against Sutton when he replaced Jeff Cott with Wakelin. There were cries from the town end of Scott Lindsay. You don't know what you're doing or something along those lines. So, yeah, that wins wins help though, everyone. Was... Oh, it massively yeah. premature. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was premature. Wins help, goals help, um, and hopefully these these couple of wins will have a settling effect uh, and we can get on with trying to get in the playoffs and beyond. But yeah, uh, other stuff from Lindsay. Yeah, so first half, very controlled, but said we were a bit slow in possession. Um, Doncaster, a lot of experience in the team. He was expecting it to be a tough place to go. Second half was better as Donny tired. Um the whole group at Swindon, fantastic attitude and application. Thinks it's a great group. Um, asked about Wakelin, um, you know, he was full of praise. Said that he didn't tire today, so we left him on. That helps us press high, and you know, certainly plenty of evidence of that today. Um, Jeff Cott, by by comparison, not at the required level of fitness yet. Um, McDonald injury, he's not sure on. Um, so that's going to need assessing in the week. Um, he said this line before, but he, he repeated it again. So every every game post Harrogate has seen a, a small improvement, and then and then the really nice stuff. Um, Lindsay loves Sunderland Town Football Club. He wants to repay the faith shown in him, uh, and he wants the fans to be with him because ultimately he he's one of us kind of thing. So um, you know, easy to say, but. You know, there does seem to be a sincerity, a sort of slight insecurity. You know, we see the interview post Gillingham where he took it really, really personally. So, you know, that can be that can be a quality because he, he really, really cares. It can also be a sort of a failing because, you know, you've got to be hard nosed. You've got to be slightly detached to be a manager. But um, ultimately, he will be judged by how many games we win and where we finish in the table. Um other bits and bobs, um, possible free transfer goalkeeper is an ongoing situation. Happy to play Bran on Tuesday. 
Um, what a chance that is for him. Yeah, well, he couldn't even get in the, the Galway team. So. Nowhere near the Galway <laughs> squad. I think he only ever had one unused sub appearance for them. Unused sub appearance. Place on the bench for at least one game. Yeah. Uh, nothing else. So although it is just the Papa Johns, it's a competitive game of football. So huge. Yeah. yeah good huge, luck to him. Huge chance for the Galway goalkeeper. Um, <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, sorry. We'll, we'll talk sorry, about that everyone. in the press. Yeah. There will be a presser for... Um, for Plymouth as there Monday, should be so. that's what Joe Ross as Williams would be. want yeah exactly um so we'll we'll be doing that so we'll talk <laughs> a bit more about that and Brandon coming in but until well let's, let's listen to listeners contributions yeah, only please. a short segment this time and we'll go from there Try to spring on Doncaster here, but the home side of discipline, getting men back in numbers. Swinging about 25 yards out wide on the right-hand side here with Darcy. And worked out to Hutton again, back with Darcy. Shade has come short for it. Finds Darcy again. Action getting very congested around the, the centre of the box. Gladwin, about three men round him. Shade. Shade turns, picks out Hutton. Hutton's got time to take one touch. Look up, good cross into the near post. It's fired away by Rashawn Williams. Gladwin has it. Hooks across goal, Winkling with the shot, and Swindon take the lead away from home with a second goal in a week for Jacob Wakeling. Okay then, let's get your contributions. Not as many today because we recorded a little bit earlier than we usually do, but we'll start with Martin Crook, who provides us the comparison of this time last season with right now. Last season, played nine, won three, drawn four, lost two 13 points this season played nine won three drawn five lost one 14 points and he goes on to say i would take Lindsay over that bold-headed mercenary any day let's give our full backing the team and staff deserve it and need us rob dinsey says a win a clean sheet and some of the best build-up play we've managed this season Donny, very poor, but nothing to complain about in our performance. Lots of good performances without an obvious standout. I'd go Hutton, man of the match. Some excellent crossing. Mitchell Singh says, really solid performance from the lad. Kills me to say this, but man of the match, in my eyes, was Gladwin. Twice in a week, I've said nice things about him. Big shout out to Baudry, though. Made a huge difference. Talking non-stop and calm head at the back. Plus, he was solid as well. Paul Merriman says, I want to rub the Mona's noses in it, but I'm the bigger man. That was a confident performance. Great team effort with that man, Jakey Wakey, doing it again. I listened to this one, but from the little I did manage to see, my man of the match was Williams. A happy, smiley Saturday. And he says, Donny were truly terrible we were good enough being less open at the back was nice chuff for wakey getting another winner man of the match for me i thought bringing jeffcott on to not play up front was an odd touch jb goodwin says solid performance today another three points more noticeable pressing from the front today too forcing mistakes from the doncaster backline man of the match gladwin outstanding another purring rolls royce type performance Mr. Good says, after a so-so first half, that was probably the most complete team performance all season. Clayton had a great game, most likely having a cool head next to him in Baudry. Wakeling man of the match, though, purely for his selfless running and well-deserved goal. PSW36 has controlled the game throughout a very good 
three points on the road. Doncaster looked very, very poor, but a much better performance all round. Continuing to move in the right direction, Gladwin once again, the driving force, and Baudry very commanding when coming on. Wardy S says, no one outstanding, but a very good away team performance today, giving us three well-fought points. For the spreadsheet, Wakeling gets man of the match. May Doncaster look poor. Let's keep this run going. Jimmy Legg says, a good week for town. Now, to kick on. Swindon Spartan says, best performance of the season. Feels like we've turned a corner. Huge three points. All about the love for Lindsay after Tuesday. Love to see it. Uretz, watching from afar, says, pleasing performance. Should have delivered more goals given the dominance. We didn't miss McDonald. Frenchie fills his shoes fine. Ellis will improve this team when back. Wakelin works his socks off. And Williams has stopped falling over and it's improved his game. And finally, Bernie Man, who says a decent three points away from home. Still not convinced by the performance, but while we are getting three points and seeing marginal improvements, I will reserve any judgment. Man, that match is tough, but I will give it to Gladders. In all honesty, it was a pretty turgid game, lacking much quality. Thank you, everyone. So it's quite interesting, really, because these opinions were gathered by Dave on the whistle. and. Everyone in my world was really, really happy with that win. Mm-hmm. Very, very uh, complimentary of pretty much everything that happened. Completely in agreement with the fact that there was no 10 out of 10 performance. It was just a good team effort. But there is this still, this we're not there yet mentality. I don't know if it's people that are just don't want to let their guard down, which is perfectly understandable. I got to be honest, I'm pretty much the same i'm at the moment like you saying i'm taking every game as it comes um and i'm enjoying these wins while we pick them up i don't care about told you so culture or anything like that i'm just i'm just enjoying the season without losing games that's that's very nice and tuesday is a free hit um so yeah that that's good but there is this sort of well doncaster were rubbish and that first half wasn't great so happy we won, but let's wait for a, a proper ding dong. But how long do we have to wait for this proper ding dong battle with a team? Bradford, you know, Barrow coming up. I mean, I, I don't know where where these teams are. You know, Orient even didn't push us too hard, not as hard as I expected them after after they equalised. So yeah, it's, it's we can only play who's in front of us, as the cliche goes. No, I'd say post Sutton. I, I echoed those comments in a, a sort of series of tweets that I put out and that focused in on the fact that actually the side we put out and the sort of midfield with the way that it was set up left us very exposed when we when we lost the ball in transition. Um and so if you take if you take that piece of feedback specifically, I'm not saying Scott Lindsay's reading the tweets, but um coming into a game today up at Doncaster all right, very different opposition, a lot less pace, a lot less dynamic, didn't press as high like Sutton um, tried to do. But there was no big worries today about balance. We we didn't let ourselves get exposed. We did a lot of damage at, at the top end of the pitch. So, I, you know, whilst you can keep your guard up a little bit, you know, look at this week. We've had two good, two good wins. We are on... 14 points from nine games, which 
a sort of, what's that, point and a half game-ish. It's going to put you on the edge of the playoffs, which is probably a fair reflection of where we're at. But, as we've said a few times on this pod today, feels like things are coming together. So it still feels like there's a bit bit of improvement to come. So, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's going to be the odd bump in the road. And if we were to lose at Grimsby 2-1, it wouldn't be a disaster. Um, but yeah, if you're looking for a proper ding-dong, I would offer you um, Northampton at home, certainly. Um, they are a good benchmark from last year, as we know. They've started this year well. They, um, and then following that, you've got a home game against Newport. You seem to be a real mishmash of a team this year. And, and Stevenage under Steve Evans, who are always going to be a difficult proposition, if not just because Steve Evans is dripping with sweat on the side of the pitch. Oh, come on. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, 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 it's Northampton last year was crazy because we stuffed them, didn't we? Yeah. McCurdy scoring all those goals. And uh, Ben Wills must be under extreme pressure at Newport County at the moment. They're not having a great start nope. to the season. Stevenage doing well. Then we've got those Colchester... Hartlepool doubleheader in mid-October. They could be huge, couldn't they? And then tricky away days at Bradford and Mansfield. It's absolutely chock-a-block month, October. Give us a break. Goodness mm-hmm. me. Well, compared to November, certainly, when we have, well, FA, yeah, well hopefully, we... two FA Cup ties. Um, yeah, exactly. And two league fixtures, but um, we'll potentially not. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. So, yeah, I'm I'm definitely in glass half-full mode. In, in well, How can you not be tonight? glass half-full after this one? Oh, Come on. Exactly. Win, wins are wins. currency for managers, for fans. Let's let's talk about impressive players, man of the match, because it was quite close. So there were shout outs for Hutton and Clayton at the back. Mm-hmm. I'd agree with that. Yep. So that that's good. Um, there was shout outs for Johnny Williams again. Uh, Darcy always gets a nod. Sort of replaced Reed in the always gets a nod. Camp. Nothing can ever compare to what Reed was getting last year. But it was a two-horse race, really, between the goal scorer, Jake Wakeling, and the guy who got it, which, again, is Ben Gladwin. Yeah, I would say I would say the listeners have, have, have struck a good balance. I think Ben Gladwin is a deserving man of the match on his 100th start, taking the captain's armband, getting a, a really good assist for, for Jacob Wakeling. I, I would hesitate... To give it to Wakelin, as excellent as he is and how well he, he took his goal, um, just by nature of being a, a forward. Sometimes, you know, he, he wasn't that busy in front of goal, but he did the crucial bit right. Um, I like the honourable mentions for Hutton. I think, you know, he's probably, you know, could could be sulking, could have been sulking, could have been feeling a bit nose put out of joint with the arrival of Lavinier, but I thought he did excellently when he came on against Sutton. And today, Really good. I just love the way when the ball goes out to him, you can almost always guarantee there's going to be a cross at the end of it. And that cross so rarely hits the man. He's an excellent, excellent crosser. So I like that. I like balls balls flying in. Blake Tracy, you know, it's a bit harsh really if we're not giving him an honourable mention because didn't put a foot wrong. Um, Clayton, you know, big pat on the back, uh, potentially a goal-saving tackle. And for a young man playing his first set of professional games, he's just really smooth. You know, you could look at him and think he's a skinny whippet. Like he's going to get bashed about in League Two, but he doesn't. I think I think most of the praise during the game within our conversations was for Clayton, wasn't it? Yeah. So I mean, obviously, the people who've watched it live obviously 
get a better view, a better appreciation. And, and the people who were in the ground uh, were both talking up Clayton. So um, big well done there. I think Whisper It, Louis Reed's been pretty good last couple. Um, he's not flashy because he rarely gets the assist or the goal, but he's so important to the way we play. And today was the best we've played. So there's probably something in that, guys. Um, excellent, excellent feat in the build-up to the third goal on Tuesday as well. Something, you know, if he loses the ball there, certain probably spring a counter-attack in extra time. So, um, yeah, shouldn't sniff at that. But yeah, but it's a double. It's a double glad win. It's a double glad win because it's a double glad win. And he referenced it in his post-match interview actually, talking about how he's had to become a a different player. Um, in his younger days, he would have he would have been more selfish, would have taken more shots, would have tried more tricks. But in this side, and he's received some acknowledgement from from Lindsay in recent weeks, he's kind of the the coach on the pitch, and, and that goes to show you how far he's come as a footballer and probably as a, a human being as well. So I'm really pleased for Gladys, and he still has a, a section of people who wouldn't give him uh, any credit in a month for Sundays but he has converted one man and that is Mitchell Singh so well done Mitchell for swallowing your Gladwin pride and um, welcome to the Glad side. Well there we go nicely done Um, as Martin Crook mentioned in the listeners contributions too we are one point better off than we were (gasps) this time last season so that means automatic promotion uh, by, by May right? Or we lose on penalties in the playoff final this time rather than the playoff oh, semi-final. Progress. Yeah. Progress. It's progress. That will, I, I, God, if you offer me that now, you know, as much as I don't want to lose in the final, I think that would be... Just give, me, give it to me now. Save all this faff in between. I think long-term, getting to Wembley probably bodes well for us on, you know bigger picture yeah. than than missing out on the playoffs altogether I would say probably but that's a weird conversation which I want to <laughs> move away from um let's let's talk about loan watch there's another one of our yeah. youngsters has gone out on loan and that means that'll be another place free next week when we play Plymouth in the Papa John's so George Cowmeadow is to Slough Town feed the cow and hopefully he will score or provide for them we've got Minter now at Gloucester Massey at Hungerford Parsons at Banbury what, what's happening with them you, you, I know you've done research yeah yeah so um, George Cowmeadow made his Slough Town debut today in the FA Cup second qualifying round I think they lost Sadly for him, um, 3-1 at home to Worthing, the mackerel men. Yeah, but at the very least, he, he's come on. Um, he's playing men's football, so I, I think that should be a good move for him down the M4. Um, Harry Parsons, by virtue of Banbury um, not being in the FA Cup in this round, they had a development friendly today against Solihull Miles Development 11. God, Swindon don't even have a Development 11. And Solihull Moors have got one. Why can't we have one? Um, and he scored two goals in a 6-2 win. So um, keeping sharp, at least. Um, and then, sadly, despite anticipating uh, Harrison Minton's Gloucester City versus Oscar Massey's Hunger for Town FA Cup feast today, neither of the players made the squads. So what, do you think that's cup tie-in? Maybe. Who knows? I mean, not to... We gave Calmeadow permission there. I think Minton probably over Massey. Agreed, yeah. They're different stages, really. Depends on how long their loan is. If it's a month or whatever, then you're not going to risk it, are you? But if it's going to be a bit longer term, then you might as well play it. 
But um, I don't think, I think Massey missed another game that he was available for too. I'm not 100% on that. I think they played in midweek and he could have played. Yeah, I did go looking to see if Massey was in the Hungerford squad in the week and they didn't have a volunteer who could go to the, the match and do the tweeting. So um, welcome to non-league, everyone. Um, yeah. As for Minton, he did play, I believe. Um, he did, yeah. And did fairly well by the sounds of it. So, um, yeah, I think for all of them, it's excellent that the club have I've got them out into that sort of sixth tier standard. Hopefully, if this side of Christmas they can all do well at that level, then it might lead to some loans in in the fifth tier, which is a sort of market we're struggling to breach. And always have. Yeah, we kind of always have. So... Yeah, we've got, uh, as Joe loves to say, we've got Maidenhead United down the M4, very similar place to Slough in terms of distance. So, um, yeah, who knows? Who knows? But but if they do well, then hopefully that takes care of itself, doesn't it? Indeed. Well, there we go. There's another episode, another victory for Swindon. A good weekend, isn't it, Dan? Absolutely. And one final thing I'd like to say, because the under-18s don't seem to get much rap, um, they beat... AFC Bournemouth under 18s today, 1-0, win and a clean sheet, just like the senior team. Um, and that's probably quite good signs for Tuesday night against Plymouth, um, where I suspect four or five of those lads, Dwarjak, um, Carney, uh, Wynn Davis, etc., will um, hopefully get some more minutes and um, show us what they got. Here's hoping. And of course, for those listening to this before Sunday afternoon, Swindon Town women are playing at home at Foundation Park against Bournemouth. That is a 2 p.m. kickoff September 18th. Three quid for adults. One pound over 65s, under 16s for free. Good luck to the Swindon Town women. I hope they play well and win. Yeah, absolutely. There we go. Dan, thank you very much. Cheers, Rich. The Lone Strangers is an independent supporters podcast. Views given do not reflect those of Swindon Town Football Club or their official partners. The music is provided by the great Matthew Kilford and the podcast artwork was designed by Matt in Singapore. What a guy. Thanks for listening. Come on, Swindon. Has a bubble. Go away, go, keeper. Hi, Ellis Pod fans, it's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs, like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy, or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant, like Darren Ward. Or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.